So it means like, oh, you know, most certified cooperatives, of course, want to sell all their coffee as fair trade so they can catch minimum prices, right? right. But basically, buyers are saying, if you want me to buy five FTOs, then you need to sell me five conventional contracts as well. Even if those are fair trade certified, I need them as conventional. And so it's basically saying we're only buying fair trade certified if you're also willing to sell it as conventional. And we say, but what's so unfair about it? Sometimes, and this obviously is not documented, it's not written anywhere, it's here and say, is that a lot of the times what they're saying, what the buyers are saying is, okay, I'll buy you a fair trade organic at, uh, you know, back in the days, 190. Um, but from the conventional contracts, we're going to deduct the 20 cents of the social premium. So what happens is that you gain 20 cents on the FTOs and you lose it on the conventional. And wow. a lot of producers agree to do that because they need to sell the coffee. Um, they are afraid that um, they might get stuck with the coffee. But of course, it's, an, um, it, it's, it's not blackmail, but very close to it's it. It's a loophole. Yeah, it's a loophole. This episode is proudly brought to you by Mapper Forwards Workshop. It's time to become a coffee consultant. Learn how to diversify your revenue streams and create freedom from your day job while saying goodbye to that alarm clock forever by becoming a consultant within the coffee industry or directly to consumers who have shifted towards home brewing and home roasting. Protect your income from challenging times in the coffee value chain by taking this course today. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for details. Powered by DXB Live and World of Coffee Dubai, Mapper Forward is proud to be the official podcast partner of World of Coffee Dubai in 2024 for a second year in a row. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is day two of World of Coffee Dubai and I am joined by Sara Moroki from Vuna Origin Consulting. I always got to leave out the origin. Hi, welcome to the first in-person podcast but your second time on the podcast. Um, It is a pleasure to welcome you to Dubai first of all. I've been excited about meeting you in person and second of all it's exciting to have this conversation with you because we recently had a series on the podcast sir about combo contracts yep and the theme on the podcast this series is talking about um how do we empower the coffee industry in 2024 now it seems that we didn't get the opportunity to deep dive enough into combo contracts to understand them properly right and you're the human that is able to explain to me because I'm quite a dum-dum when it comes to this kind of stuff. So yep. um, when it comes to how how can we empower the coffee industry in 2024, I feel like this is your wheelhouse because you, before we get uh, like dive into that, help people, remind people what it is that you do. So I launched Woon Origin Consulting in 2015 and I work with mm-hmm. uh, coffee professionals at Origin, um, cooperatives, private exporters to sell more coffee at better prices. And we do this through education on green coffee trading fundamentals, uh, marketing, branding, and business coaching. 
Now our brands are super aligned because you sell coffee for better prices and our vision is to build responsible businesses with responsible pricing models. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you couldn't get two consulting brands that are more aligned. That's it. And it's something that we find very rare in the industry is to find consultants that are aligned with our values. And mm. I've certainly been bitten by uh, consultants in this industry who aren't worth their salt telling people that they are worth their salt. So it's always a pleasure for me to have the opportunity to talk to you. This is a really uh, sensitive subject, the idea of these combo contracts. Yeah. So help us understand what they are and why it's important that we know what they are. Right. So combos, it uh, comes from Spanish. It means combination of two. And the reason why most people don't know anything about it because it's a very widely spread uh, unfair trade practice and but because it's so widely spread um, there's a lot of companies that unfortunately have been enabling this practice um, what it means in substance is that um, fair trade certified cooperatives in order to sell their coffee as fair trade and most mostly fair trade organic are asked in exchange for X amount of what we call FTOs to also sell conventional coffees. And so it means like, you know, most certified cooperatives, of course, want to sell all their coffee as fair trade so they can catch minimum prices, right? right? But basically buyers are saying, if you want me to buy five FTOs, then you need to sell me five conventional contracts as well. Even if those are fair trade certified, I need them as conventional. And so it's basically saying we're only buying fair trade certified if you're also willing to sell it as conventional. And we say, but what's so unfair about it? Sometimes, and this obviously is not documented, it's not written anywhere, it's here and say, is that a lot of the times what they're saying, what the buyers are saying is, okay, I'll buy you a fair trade organic at, uh, you know, back in the days, 190. Um, but from the conventional contracts, we're going to deduct the 20 cents of the social premium. So what happens is that you gain 20 cents on the FTOs and you lose it on the conventional. And wow. a lot of producers agree to do that because they need to sell the coffee. Um, they are afraid that um, they might get stuck with the coffee. But of course, it's an, um, it, it's, it's not blackmail, but very close to it's it. It's a loophole. Yeah, it's a loophole. And say, why everybody knows about it, but there are no consequences? Well, there is a very, there is a technicality to it. Because a lot of people say, well, you know, uh, cooperatives are audited. Uh, companies are audited if you uh, trade fair trade certified coffee. So how come this issue isn't being flagged? And it comes down to the fact that you can audit fair trade auditors can only audit fair trade contracts. They don't <gasps> have access to the conventionals. Oh. Wow. That's, that's what it is. So even though they are aware that this practice happens, they are not allowed and companies, traders and, and roasters won't ever show them conventional contracts because those goes behind the scope of the audit. And you say, okay, well, but producer organizations, cooperatives could flag this issue to the auditors. Why, why don't they do that? Well, because they're afraid that the next year the buyers won't come. So they rather suck it up 
and and stick with this they're not happy they know it's happening but sometimes you know the the context uh, doesn't allow them to do anything else and they definitely don't want to call them out that's why it would be virtually impossible for you to get any cooperative to say yes i've done combos um and come come forward and 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 be honest about it and there's a lot of companies um, traders and importers that uh, allow that to happen and the companies are are all quite big so it's it's not a com it's not a small problem it's quite a big problem um especially in times of really high prices um obviously the combos pick up and when it's low prices then it goes down because you know you you just operate at the minimum fair trade and maybe the C market is below the minimum fair trade so it's all good but in times of high prices combos pick up a lot because that's how traders can buy coffee uh below market prices So it's a widespread practice. It it's quite spread. I mean obviously it affects mainly fair trade cooperatives. So I would say countries like Peru and Honduras are more exposed than, you know, say Colombia or uh or Brazil. You know, or yeah, or Brazil. So it only happens within the fair trade system. So they've hijacked the fair trade system. Yeah. And found a loophole so that they can piggyback off that system. Yeah. In order to uh i assume use the label on all the coffee when they're selling it or are they using the conventional coffee or commercial coffee that mo- i think people- they will be selling the conventional as conventional because okay. selling it as fair trade then they would be they could be audited and that could be flagged as a as a uh how you call it as an incompliance but if you sell it as conventional and it's just really cheap then it's just really cheap So why don't they just go to the producers and buy like why buy the fair trade in the first place? Cuz they probably they need it. They green need washing. Uh well not green washing but you know what I mean like the warm and fuzzy feelings of Yeah, and you know there are brands that still stand behind fair trade and you know you have roasters that buy a lot of fair trade coffee and they need it oh. in their offering. So um maybe all the big brands maybe 10 20% of their or their portfolio is fair trade certified coffee so they they want the fair trade but they also need the conventional so it's just easier to 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 buy it both from from the same producers so this is where i feel like an idiot so help me here if that's okay yeah why don't they just buy the fair trade on one contract and the commercial on a separate contract They are two different contracts, but in when imagine a buyer comes and visits you or 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 a trader comes, they sit down and you know basically they contract for the whole season. So they're going to say, "Okay, we need uh, 10 boxes of FTO, we need two FTs and then we need 15 com- conventionals." And so they trade it like they contract it all at once and they know that from every origin you need a certain percentage of certified and non-certified and so forth so when you uh, when i go to a cooperative i say okay i'll buy you 5 ftos and then i'll buy you but i also need to buy you some 5 conventionals and maybe you're going to give me a below market price and is the commercial the same price that they would have paid for the commercial normally uh, it would be lower than market i mean let's say you would you would when the conventionals technically you would look it at market plus differential okay. right and it's usually an origin differential or a quality differential so you know peru could be you know market plus 30 um or uh, or a little bit more of course the differentials are higher and so you say okay so peru goes at 
you know, plus 30, but I'm going to buy it at plus 10. Okay. So there's multiple layers of fuckery. Yeah, there, it's, it's a very complicated issue. Um, yes, there's lots of layers. And I'm also not trying to say that brands that buy fair trade um, coffee uh, are also involved in combos, right? No, um, but so this, what you're saying is that... It can happen. Yeah, it can happen. And it's quite widespread. Yes, yes. I've heard it multiple times from multiple producers, multiple years in a row. And it's kind of a joke at origin because everybody knows it, but nobody's talking about it. And even to me, you know, it took me some time to get people to tell me, yeah, I've, I've done combos because they're afraid of being exposed and losing market and maybe even potentially getting, you know, decertified for allowing this to happen. So there's a lot of fear. So, if I understand it correctly, I think I get it now. They have fair trade coffee. You're going to buy 10 containers off a producer. Yeah. He is fair trade certified. Yeah. Or she is fair trade certified. The company will buy the 10 containers. Yes. But they'll only pay fair trade. Same coffee in all 10 containers. But they'll only pay fair trade for five containers mm-hmm. and the other five containers will be That's sold as conventional. Right yeah. there. But I mean, it's not, I mean, as a producer, you can sell fair trade certified coffee as conventional. I mean, you have right. that freedom. But it's the other way, right? It's the fact that I'm telling you I will only buy fair trade organic for if you it. only sell me conventional at a discounted price. Now, that is the problem. Because if I go and say, look, I'm going to buy you your FTOs at minimum price, and then I'm buying your conventionals at whatever differential country quality that is aligned with that season, there's nothing wrong with that. It's when you start thinking, all right, so I'm going to take your 20 cents from the fair trade, and we're going to deduct it on the conventional, so I'm paying below the differentials and so forth. And it just gets into this really weird, uh, murky dynamic. And... And then it also sheds a really bad light on, on the fair trade system. Yeah. Because I am, unlike many in the industry, I'm a firm believer of fair trade. I've seen the impact. Um, I don't be- when people say that there is no impact on fair trade, I don't believe it. I've seen it with my own eyes, how it's changed communities. Awesome. Um, how it's changed the landscape of production in countries like Peru. Mm-hmm. I mean... All, every single warehouse and capping lab in Peru was built thanks to the premium. Um, so Peru is much better now than it was 20 years ago, uh, I think. Also, not only because of the fair trade, but I, I do see the impact of fair trade. And, and I think it plays a big role in the industry. I don't think it's the only model, but it's a good model. It's a tested model. It's a model that can be quite scalable. Um, so it, it pains me because it's... It gives folks who only want to push direct trade an extra ammunition to say, you see, fair trade doesn't work. Well, and they've sabotaged a program that could otherwise be really viable, but people lose faith and confidence in it because it's being hijacked and sabotaged. And they don't listen to producers because every time, if you spend time and listen to what cooperative leaders who are fair trade are telling you, they're telling you fair trade is good for them. It's helped them access to markets. It's helped them secure decent prices. It's helped communities. But then you have people that only promote direct trade and say, oh, that's not true. There's no impact through fair trade. I'm like, listen 
to the people that receive the premiums and listen to what they do. Obviously, it's not a perfect system. It has flaws and combos but every is system a huge. Does. Yeah, I mean, combos is just obviously a, a, a big problem. Uh, some years is more pronounced than other other years. It, as I said, it's attached to pricing. It's a blind spot. Um, but I would never want to bin uh, the the fair trade system based on this. I just think that we need to do a better job at exposing and bringing awareness, which is for me the first step to, we were talking about empowerment, right? Yeah, yeah. So the first thing is expose the flows of the industry um, and and give voices to those that are on the receiving end of, of these unfair practices. You know, we uh, we don't champion that kind of talk at all here. <laughs> it's not your thing, right? It's just not our thing here. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Go ahead. What's the second thing? I think the second one is education. Um, education on how to how to how to operate in the market, how to find your niche in the market, how to um, access new markets. Um, and I at least I'm always talking from the. Uh, perspective of, of exporters, cooperatives, and producer organizations. That's the second thing. So awareness first, education second, and the third, which is maybe the most advanced step, is what other business models are out there for cooperatives, producers, exporters that are that are going to help them change some of these power power dynamics. Um, and what I'm seeing, for example in this realm in the last couple of years is what I'm sure it's not the right technical term, but I call it inverted vertical integration. Inverted, ver- help me understand, I so, love that. You know, basically, usually vertical integration, vertical integration is, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I'm a ro- maybe I'm a roaster, then I become an importer, and yeah. then I, I start setting up my own export company, and then I start buying my own farms, and I do an outsource program with farmers. Right. Right, that's the usual vertical. Ah, The other way, so you going the other way. So you have your own farm, then you build your uh, um, washing station, then you build your export company, then you import your own coffee, and then you set up your roastery here, which obviously is extremely hard to do it the other way around. But I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it more and more. And there's a couple of companies um, that are doing it. That I think it's quite quite outstanding and I have a client who we're going to be launching a platform in a few months yep who is going to enable who has already built the platform to enable that right to happen awesome so I'll talk to you about it off air so that we can then perhaps talk about it yeah uh, because it is the final piece in that loop then connect anyway I'll talk to you about that um, I love those three points Mm. it goes to the heart of what empowerment really is Mm mm-hmm um, and there's something that I've been wanting to talk about at World of Coffee and I wanted to save it for this conversation. Um, I started this conversation talking about how much I value what you do and, and all of that. And, you know, for a long time, we see in the industry and a part of why I built this platform mm-hmm. was the fact that when I was doing consulting work in the beginning, I would hear so much from clients how much they got screwed over by consultants who Mm. took their money and didn't deliver Mm -hmm. or didn't do a good job or weren't worth their salt. And then I, you saw on Instagram 
a couple months, maybe a month ago when I posted about being scammed. Yeah. By, I had a consultant that was working with Mapper Forward. Yeah. And um, I was a meal ticket for them. They didn't deliver. And then they had done the same thing for a few other people in the industry yep. here that where they had taken money and not delivered on the services. And it really got me thinking about like, who are the people in the industry that I can say are operating at the same level as consulting mm. as what Map Forward does. And you came immediately to mind. Oh, thank you. And I'm, I'm going to start creating a call to action okay. for consultants. We offer Map Forward 100% money back guarantee on our services. We've oh, never had cool. to give back a cent. And so I'm going to put a call to action out there, not to the consultants, but to the people who hire consultants. And I'm going to start telling them that they should be asking for that from consultants. Mm. Sure. And that any consultants worth their salt should be starting to think about that. Because if you can actually deliver on your services, like I have no problem saying to people, go to Vina Origin Consulting. Mm. Go hire them. Yep. Yep. Why? Because I know that every cent that they spend with you, they're going to get more than they expect. Right. Right. I have a problem with the fact that there are people who are predators in our industry because of the low barrier to entry in our industry. Mm. They come into the industry. So because of the low barrier to entry, people open businesses because of this success fallacy. They see that so many people are opening businesses, it must be profitable. I'm going to go into this industry. But they don't know what they're doing. Right. And then they come in here and they say, I need help. Yeah. And there are a lot of predator, uh, predatory consultants, whether it's uh, p- consultants that are consulting in coffee yeah. or horizontally integrated. So marketing people in particular. That was the issue that I had. Okay. It was a marketing consultant mm. who has um, just sold their services to people and delivered nothing and took a lot of money from them and tricked them. Mm. She tricked a lot of people. Oh, wow. And that's her karma to deal with. And that's okay. Um, but we have to find a way because it happens a lot. Yeah. And these kinds of people know that they can trick our people. Mm. They know that they can trick our industry because we have a lot of people who don't really, they want, they're good people. Our industry is filled with really good-hearted yeah. people yeah. who are ripe for the picking mm. for these manipulative right. people. Right, right. So the way that we as an industry can protect ourselves from those kind of people Mm. is start saying to them, how much do you guarantee your services? Mm -hmm. And I think I've thought about this particular question a lot. Yeah. Yeah. About how do we empower the coffee industry in 2024? Yeah. And empowerment also includes protection. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to start protecting ourselves in order to empower ourselves from predators like this whether it be in combos or whether it be in consulting right because we just seem to be meal tickets for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and it and i feel it very heavy on my heart that people trusted this person Mm. because i recommended her Mm. yeah yeah so I feel like I have to reclaim a little bit of that karma, you know. So right. the way that I want to do that is to ask our industry 
to expect more from the consultants that they hire. Mm. And I'm kind of putting the consultants on notice that you have to be operating at the level of what Vuna Origin Consulting and Mapper Forward are doing mm. because eventually it, you're not going to be worth your salt. We are putting a lot of work into yeah. teaching and cultivating the next generation of consultants. Sure. You know, if, if I start walking the floor, I, ha- I can hit the Uganda booth, the Rwanda booth, the Ethiopia booth. I could, if I start telling folks, you know, you work with me and I can guarantee you sales of even five boxes, I would probably walk away from here with 20 clients. A hundred percent. Right? Um, because that's what they want. And I'm sort of like showing the little carrot in front of them, which is bias. And if I go there and say, you know, you work with me and in three months I'll, I'll, I'll sell you five containers, six containers, guaranteed. I'll walk out here with as many, many more clients than now. Yeah. The problem is that deep down I know that's BS, right? Right. Because, you know, no matter how connected you are in the industry, no consultant can just call up and say, hey, I have this, you know, cooperative, you know, buy containers from me, right? It's, a, it's, it's, it's that's not how people buy green coffee. Um, and, and so I would be lying. And so... I'm very careful and not promising X amount of containers sold or X, um, uh, you know, X locked contracts and so forth. What I'll say is, you know, we'll work together. We'll go through an education pathway together. I need to make sure that you know the fundamentals of the trade, your marketing, your branding, your price fixing, and then together we decide what are your business goals. Is it to enter a new market? Is it to launch a micro lot program? Is it to, um, you know, add an extra five containers in your sales uh, for the year? And then we go together and we try to do this. Uh, but I, I will never promise you um, like, a, like a guaranteed sale because I know that's not true. And of course, it's a lot harder to, to go about it this way because there's very little money going around at Origin. Um, when people hire consultants, are really careful. Um, in my experience anyway, mm-hmm. I mean, I go to a cooperative, I go to a private exporter, you know, they're going to be extra careful before they say, all right, let's go. We're going to pay, you know, we're going to outsource um, or we're going to pay a consultant to help us do market access, right? So they're very conservative with their money. They're already operating on thin margins. And, and so when we build something together, I say, look, I can't guarantee you everything, but, you know, I can make qualified introductions to you. Um, we can organize some cuppings and I'm, I'm going to keep you on my radar and then we see what we can do together. Um, and it's harder also as a sale, right? Because right. people are like, okay, so basically you're telling me I'm hiring you, but you're not guaranteeing a sale. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty much it because yeah. that's what green coffee is about. So what are we going to do instead is instead of trying to just present a dreamland that is not true, I think we need to, at Vuna anyway, we need to strengthen the business coaching and the market access. So the education we have unlocked. Now we're expanding our network of, of, of people that can help us in different markets with different roasters. Because, I mean, there's just so many roasters that I can call personally yeah. or importers before people it's tell me. It's your network, right? Yeah, it's That's my network. That's the point. Exactly. You have a network. So, 
Exactly. And I'm also very protective of the network on both ends, right? So, uh, but, you know, there comes to a point where you need to scale and you need to expand. And, and, and I'm, 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 we're we are onboarding you folks to come and help us with the market access to also work in markets where maybe I have less experience yeah. and less exposure. Um, but in the end, I think that, you know, you can, you can scam people, um, you know, maybe a year or two, but after that, you're out. And especially with the type of clients that we have, I probably have even less yeah. than, than two years. So, you know, in Italy, we say lies have really short legs. Um, oh, I love that. Yeah. So in the end, you know, the guy, the people that are taking advantage of the situation of people's um, uh, generosity or also... Naivety. Exactly. That's the word. Naivety. Um, you know, they, they'll, be, they'll be naive first, but not the second time. And I'm happy to have a good client retention. Uh, people trust me and... And I'm happy not to just come here and walk away with 20 clients. I'm happy with a couple of clients um, that tr that we trust each other. And that's okay. You know, sustainable growth exactly. is better in the long term. And folks, for those who have been listening to the podcast throughout this series, that is the point of what we keep saying. We only have people on the podcast who build sustainably. We do not want to have people on this podcast that are selling dessert for dinner. It doesn't work. No. And unfortunately, for the people who are scamming, well, for the victims of the people who are scamming, yeah. there's no real consolation in the fact that the person who scams them will end up getting buried. Right. Because karma is a bitch. Yeah. And that's great and everything. Yeah. But this person took. Mm -hmm. And they took for a, from a certain amount yeah. of people who should have had the opportunity to try and have a go at building a sustainable business, but this person prevented that. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we had Fatima Al-Kitbi on the podcast yesterday and she was another one of the victims of oh, this wow. person. Thankfully, we got the brand off, we launched the brand yesterday. All right. Nice. And, and so there's, you know, I come in and because I introduced them, it's my job to deliver on what she said she could do. Yeah. And I have. Okay. And everything's moving smoothly. Yeah. But most people don't have that. Most people get burned by a consultant and then the consultant has taken everything that they had to start their small business. Mm. Mm. So I think that if we are going to empower people moving forward mm. to really take responsibility of the way that they build their businesses mm -hmm. they have to hire consultants who really will deliver and the only way to make sure of that is to get it in writing or at least ask the question are you prepared to give me a hundred percent money back guarantee if you don't deliver yeah and if they say yes put it in the contract yeah i mean the most part when you enter an agreement with a consultants is agree on the deliverables there needs to be some right. deliverables there needs to be deliverables and and sometimes i have been asked um unreasonable deliverables yeah, you just You're don't like, agree to them yeah you just don't agree with them and you just have to be humble enough to know what you really can achieve and you know it's okay to be ambitious it's okay as a consultant 100%. to say you know 
I, I think we can do this, you know, like it's ambitious, but let's go for it because nobody here wants to just play it safe. And if you're hiring a consultant, you probably have ambitions that you know you can't achieve on your own. So you're branching out. So one thing is ambition and one thing is just selling you, you know, lies, lies. So it's a fine line. I understand. And I think I got over the years, I got better. Also, I'm managing expectations, yep. understanding how much I can really deliver and what is that wiggle room that I can allow myself. But, um, but if, you, if, if you're not clear on the deliverables, um, yeah, the, 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 that partnership won't go very far. No, and, and I think on both ends, you know, you might also feel upset because, I mean, as a consultant, you're like, oh, 100% money back guarantee. Um, sure. It's, 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 it's also scary for you. You're like, right. oh my God, you know, like, oh my God. But you should but know, I've done yeah. this for 10 years. Yeah. I've never given back a cent. Yeah, that's it. Nobody has ever asked me and I have had a money back guarantee since the very first client. Right. And I've ne no one has ever asked me for yeah. their money back. Yeah. So uh, for those consultants out there that are worried about that, just know I've been doing it for 10 years. So it's possible. And nobody has ever asked for that. Right. If anything, people say... You way over deliver. So our money back guarantee doesn't come for our deliverables. Our money back guarantee comes from if we don't over deliver, you should ask for your money back. Right, right. So I don't want people to be scared of it. The people who are scared of a money back guarantee are the ones who can't deliver. Deliver, yeah. Yeah, it's true. And the, the great thing about a money back guarantee, you're now accountable to what you can deliver. Yeah. It's and true. it will help you decide whether I am the right person for the job yeah. or not. So when a coffee producer comes to me and says, we need you to do this and this and this and this and this. If I don't know anything about the way that your business is going to be structured or the ecosystem it's going to work right. in, my response to them is, I'm not the right consultant for you, but I'm going to put you in contact with Runa Origin Consulting. It <laughs> is their wheelhouse. So this way, what we do is we place the clients with the right consultants. Right. And our job here, it, like this really leans into all of Mapper Forward's business fundamentals. Our values, integrity, openness, curiosity, and authenticity. Our, our mission, conspiring to each other's success. Mm. And our mission is responsible businesses with responsible pricing models. That's Doing it. this, it, it fulfills all of it. Right. And so I really, really hope that we can kind of start shifting the tide about consulting. So we're going to wrap up this episode. We've gone far too long. Okay. <laughs> and Whoops. No, that, that's fine. That was my fault. It was, it's a 40-minute episode. Oh, so okay. Has it been 40 minutes? It's been 40 minutes. Oh, wow. So thank you so much. It is... As always, a pleasure to have a conversation Likewise. with you. I can't wait for the next time. Will you do us the honor of oh. signing off our uh, episode as per usual? Uh, peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day, everyone. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, friends. Please don't forget to show us some love by subscribing, liking, commenting, and most of all, sharing this podcast with your friends. Check the show notes for links, including our sponsors and our Patreon. And stay tuned for more great conversations on the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward.